Blog Talk Radio. So, I guess it was just a random moment of silence. Can anybody hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, so I guess we should go ahead and welcome everybody to Go Radio. Yeah, that's M16's job. Where's he at? Technical difficulties, I guess. Um, in 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 regular fashion with, with the, the, the shit that goes on here. But, again, welcome to the radio show. Um we got a great lineup everybody. Damn right. Yeah. Um so we're gonna review the Dr. Dre album. Uh we got some guests coming on to um pilot their podcast and, and, and you know, plug everything that they got going on. Um Dirk, you you, you um you know uh Anything about what else is going on tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, since uh, 
I have absolutely no idea what's going on. Hopefully, I'm listening to y'all and just not randomly gambling because we just lost the host. And I just got a message to end the episode, but whatever. So we're just going to keep rolling. So we he have had a couple of ideas. Yeah, I know. And he bailed on it at the absolute last second. Hey, is it so is we, it possible to fire the host? That's all I want to know. Can we can we come together and vote him off the board of chairman or or, or how how does this whole process work as far as firing the see. boss? There's what, five of us? Or at least right, fire whoever got that applause going. Like what 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 is right. Wait, what happened? All right. No, just fire whoever's on the soundboard. Fire the boss. Just fire. Let's just 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 torch the clean whole sweep. Building. Clean sweep. The board's firing everybody. All right, but before I know the first thing that we wanted to talk about, man. You know, everybody um, has been hearing the buzz about the Straight Outta Compton movie. Um, we discussed it last show as far as you know who has interest in going to see it. The reviews, uh, critics are raving about it. I mean, it, it's it's got solid reviews across the board. Especially for an urban movie, urban movies usually don't do that great as far as critics are concerned. So, the fact that this movie is, you know, knocking out the park in the box office, I think the movie costs thirty million dollars to produce, and it's already grossed sixty million at the box office. I think this is the first week or first weekend or something crazy like that. So, that's awesome, man. Uh, you know, shout out to the whole everybody that was involved in the straight out straight out of Compton movie. Now, we did want to talk about the soundtrack to the movie, which ended up being Dr. Dre's retirement album, um, Compton, or Dr. Dre, blah, 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 whatever, whatever long-ass title, Compton. <laughs> so this turned out to be, I mean, doc, everybody long-awaited detox from the last time Dr. Dre dropped uh you know, Chronic or whatever the last album he had out was, and this was the long-awaited decade, decade-and-a-half long-awaited album, and he dropped it, and um, we're going to talk about it. Um, I liked it, personally. I mean, I'm not a huge Dr. Dre fan, but I didn't, I mean, this is, to me, this is as good as anything else that he's done, which I don't know what that says, but... I, I didn't. I didn't like it or hate it. It's just you know what I mean. It's, it it was like, okay. It's as good like as, yeah, it was as yeah, good I as anything was, else that he's produced. I thought it was okay. Um, it could have been better on some parts, but for the most part, it wasn't bad. You know, I mean, I've heard worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually thought there were the first three songs on the album when I listened to it in its entirety. I thought were kind of a little bit all over the place. But then after the third track, I started hearing a few songs that I thought could have been bangers. You know, it's all about me. You know, Genocide, I thought, was just really, really random as hell. Um, all in Days Work, except for the very end. Dark Side, I thought, was pretty good. Loose Cannon was okay. Yeah. A lot of the songs started off after the, for me personally, after the third song, I really started getting into the album, and I really started, you know, kind of feeling that old Dr. Dre. But mm -hmm. there, are, there are a couple of criticisms I have on the album. There are many songs on this album, probably four or five, that you hear somebody dragging or burying a body, and you don't know how they even got to that point through the song. That's just me. <laughs> I listened to the songs a couple of times. I didn't really see it coming. I think they tried to have that. They tried to get that whole uh, 
cinematic feel. Um, yeah, they tried to get that whole cinematic feel, and as far as that whole scene goes, I think Buster Rhymes probably did that the best with one of his albums, with one of his songs, where he was burying his career, and you hear him dragging him through the gravel, and you hear him, you know, you hear that whole dialogue going back and forth. So I, I saw them attempting that with more than enough songs that should have happened. But other than that, my only other criticism of the, the album, it, they've had too many artists. He had, he had oh, yeah. too many, he had too he, many he had individual well, if you look, if you look at the, I mean, if you look at the features or whatever, it's really the same five or six artists over and over again. You got it is, um, but but that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking if you're going to use the same six or seven artists throughout an entire sixteen or seventeen song album, give everybody a season, but don't give everybody a piece of every song. And that's what he did. Because for me, yeah. it seemed like the songs were so all over the place. Lyrically, flow-wise, story-wise, like the sto- the songs didn't have a real beginning, middle, and end. They didn't tell a story, yeah. nor did they give a true banger. You know, so it, 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 like but, to me, it seemed like they were all all over the place. Look, I think that's kind of I I think that's kind of the West Coast sound. That's that's like I'm not gonna say the, the classic West Coast sound, but that's kind of where you know TDE, Kendrick's whole crew, and um, you know, a lot of the younger cats that's coming up from yeah, the that's West Coast right now. It. That's, yeah, that's that's the sound that they're going with, and I think Dr. Dre just kind of adopted, you know, incorporated that into into his um into his last you know body of work. You know, he's representing the city. The whole album is called Compton, so he's going to bring everybody on there. You know, all the younger cats coming up, and you know, everybody else or whatever that's you know representing Compton. But my only thing, I mean, the album in the whole, I think Dre made a solid attempt at a new sound. I mean, you still got some classic sounds, you, you know, classic sounding tracks. Um, I felt like it's all on me, dark side gone. Um, just another day animals. I mean, there's a few of them that still kind of got that classic, you know, Dre West coast, you know, whatever sound or whatever. Yeah. If, yeah, if you're looking for that, and a lot of people just complain that it wasn't like chronic. And if you're looking for that feeling that chronic gave you, you're not going to get it. I, then, I tell people there's then, a lot of, and a lot of new music. You're not going to get the same yeah. feeling that older songs gave and you. Because, number one, you had a different point in your life. Number two, the world is at a different place. So, obviously, the music is going to sound different. So, I mean, and if you're looking for bars, like, if you're looking for just straight lyrics or bars from Dr. Dre, you, you obviously don't know who you're no. listening to. And you should have just never played the CD in the first place. But that's what <laughs> so, I think. Like, the people you that guys, didn't like you it, guys hear they me? were expecting the chronic. We don't want to, but yeah, yes, we, we hear you. Hear we hear you, but yeah, we're yeah, we don't want to. Go ahead, Ezra. <laughs> well, no, I was saying, but the, like the people that just tuned in, somebody that just joined the show, if you were expecting like a chronic like album, of course you're going to be disappointed. Like it's a new kind of music, it's a new style. Like nothing's going to beat yeah. the chronic. Like there's a lot of there's well, a lot of harmony like what Jerk was saying there's a lot of harmonies there's a lot of different vocal effects it's a lot it's kind of all over the place but that's just like yeah. I said that's just that new thing you know that new sound that the West Coast is kind of coming up with you know what I mean and well, I mean, especially so, with well, well, when you got when you got go ahead. let me let me throw this at you like you, you get Kendrick Lamar's album Kendrick Lamar's album generally have have generally have one thing throughout the entire album. It has one flow. Right. It has one focus. Everything's in one direction, and to so much of an extent, even though this is kind of no pun intended. The box, 
Wale's, Wale's albums kind of have a flow with slight highs and lows, but this one, every single song is just kind of sporadic as hell. So it, 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 for me, that's kind of where it loses me, is that he tried to throw too many people at every single song. He tried to let some people do the beats. He tried to let some people do the lyrics. He he let everybody just go free with what I thought could have been his culminating art to define who he is or what he is, but he allowed too many people to just define his well, life. I think album. it was, and that's kind of how I feel. I, th- <clears throat> I think it was less about him and more about Compton, which is why he named it that and decided to drop right. it. You know, at the time of the. I think I think that's really what it was. I think it was more about, uh, you know, uh, uh, not uplifting, but, you know, putting this city out there at the forefront. That's why you got all these artists that's, you know, from Compton and all that kind of shit. So I think it was more about the city and less about Dre. But I think, well, he is a producer, first and foremost. He's a he's a producer. He's a beat man, piano, piano man, In- beat maker, innovator. whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and... and if you listen to the production on the album, I mean, it's all the little intricate things that the, the untrained ear wouldn't be able to hear. I think those are probably the things that he's most proud of with this album. I think it has a lot of different sounds and a lot of different things production wise that was going on with this album that just made it, you know, that made it a, a, a Dre album. So, plus they so said, you why, why do you guys phones? <laughs> Can I get in here and tell you, like, I wasn't listening in the beginning because we're having audio problems. Can I tell you that if you're not saying that this was mediocre at best, that all your opinions are wrong, can we say that? Oh, or God. can I just say that? All right, old man. Uh, all right, old man. We're getting can, off your lawn. Can we get, get off my lawn? Don't hit me with the cane. I don't want to hear anything about innovative and trained ear. It wasn't good, period. We because waited 16 you hyped it years. up like it was going to be the chronic. It's Dr. Dre. What was you expecting, EZ? He's supposed to bring it, and he didn't bring it on this one. It Why didn't he bring it? him. Wait, 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 everybody stop, everybody stop, everybody stop, everybody stop. We have to put this entire conversation in perspective. 16, what was the last great album you heard? The last great <laughs> album I heard. Now, oh, wow. I see what you're trying to do. No, well, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Answer the question. Answer the question. You have to put this in the Answer prison. the question. Well, I got to think about that, man. I wasn't expecting that question, man. I was expecting to give my opinion, not you try the, to, you know, no, say the off, last great off thing off I listened to. Off the top of your head. Off the top of your head. What's the last the great album? Man, you got to give me a second. No, all right, favorite album. It's, it's going to be before 1995. Ninety seven. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know. I have to come back to that. We were talking about Dre, not what I consider <laughs> to be great. No, so we because had, I, get the the audience, we, I get where the jerk was going with your this. perspective. The jerk I mean, needs to know. I, everybody needs to know where you're coming from, and so that we okay. can drive home your argument. You can't just okay. say random so, shit. Okay. So this this is where this is how I can put it to you. Why I'm trying to think of the last the last great thing is. The last two times that you purchased a Dr. Dre album, there was no skipping going on. You turn on the Chronic, the Chronic plays. You turn on 2001, it plays. This Compton, man, it's just like, it's like, I don't know, man. It's like he took what made him unique and signature, and it's like he tried to fit into what's going on right now, which is fine if you're into that. 
But if you're used to a certain Dr. Dre, which is the one that we grew up listening to, then this isn't the the record for you. And there's some people who... M16. Wait, now I have a question. Do cell phones still look the same from like 1990 something? <laughs> no. Wait, 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 wait. Let's not shit go that changes. Far back. So shit wait a minute. Changes. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not go that far back. Let's not go that far back. I'm gonna honestly say that I've had CDs and I'm like eight tracks. You can't skip to the next song, but I do understand where you're coming from. He did try to force a lot of random shit into his style of music. It's true, I do and it's not like I. That point of view. So you get what I'm saying, Lord. It was disappointing to where you. It's like certain people are automatic. You know what you're getting from them. You know, okay, this is Dr. Dre. All right, he's getting ready to bring it. And what he did was, it was just kind of like we waited 15 years you, for this. That was my main thing. You're, 16 years. You're for not. This. You're not gonna reproduce the magic that that the chronic yeah. was or 2001 was for you. You're but, not. You're not gonna reproduce it. I got some, I'm telling you. Exactly. You're, you're yeah. not. You're at it. You the reason you, that the you chronic said the was expectations the chronic, too high. <clears throat> the reason that the chronic was the chronic. Wait, no, look. The reason that the chronic was the chronic for you is because of where you were in your life at that point, what you were doing, what you were listening to, how it related to you. You where the world was. To, anyway, where the world was. You were fifteen to twenty years older at this point. Even if he gave you chronic, you're still at a different point in your life, and it's not going to sound the exact same. So anything he no. would have gave you, it would have fell short of chronic or fell short of let's, 2001, fell short of anything let's take it, that you. Let's take it to a, a slightly different angle to that. So straight out of Compton. Apparently a lot of, I haven't seen the movie, unfortunately, but a lot of people I know have watched the movie. And they've related to me that a lot of the problems that straight out of Compton, the, the era, had a lot of the same problems that we have now. For me, the biggest problem with that album is, or a very big problem with that album is, you have the same problem from the 1990s that you have now, and you couldn't translate that to a modern audience. Like it's, it hasn't changed. What? The same people are singing what? the same story in, in different mediums, but you haven't learned how to absorb that, or reflect that, or 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 adjust to that. Well, not the same. Problem. And to me, he I didn't. Mean, I mean, yeah, the, the problems of the, of the world are kind of still here. I don't necessarily think that that's because Dre was never like a conscious, you know what I mean? Like he pretty much no. talked about what was going on. Oh, no, to me. And, I, and in this album, me, I think that's what he did. He's still talking about, to me, you know. To me, NWA um, was conscious music. It was saying what's going on in our community when nobody else was listening. It was the medium that we had to put out our problems when nobody else would listen. Really, it didn't really change it, but still. Let me just—I don't know if this happened in the beginning, but if we were able to get this out here, um, the contact information. If you want to text us six seven eight two five zero four four two two with your thoughts on Dr. Dre's Compton album, we will be taking those comments all show. The text number six seven eight two five zero four four two two. You can give us a call three two three. Six four two one six zero four, and email. on Twitter, <laughs> email is the radio show twenty fifteen at gmail dot com. Twitter, our Twitter handle changed. We're at mm-hmm. it's the radio show on Twitter. All right, 
So we want to know what you think about that. Did y'all have a chance in the beginning to let everybody know who the guest was tonight? No, yes. Yeah. We told them it was some people with a podcast. Jesus. No, that was your job. Oh, my God. Big Debo from the awesome podcast, My Black Friend, is going to be our guest tonight. He's going to be joining us in about uh, about 15 minutes or so. We're going to talk to him about My Black Friend. That's a show you should be checking out if you're not listening to it. You should be. And after you hear this interview, that's definitely something you're going to want to check out. I think I covered everything with that one. Most All right. All right. <laughs> it seems like um, this uh, Dr. Dre thing could, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's like you get different opinions from a lot of people. I talk to some people who like it, some who don't. I guess some we'll be debating all night. But um, we got some it, awesome. My, my, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kujo. No, no, I was just going to say we should all just go around and just as a whole, everybody give their, you know, on a, on a scale of 1 to 10 where you are, you know, what your critique is on on the Dre album. And we can, okay. you know. Okay. Um, so let's let's start with, with Mr. Millennial over here. EZ, what do you got, man? I'd say seven. Jerk. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you could say something, you know, with it, like give a little oh, no, summary no, I, on no, it. No, 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 it's seven out of ten. It could have been better, but it wasn't horrible. Well, the jerk, I'm going to go ahead and give this a, a six, because in my youth, when we didn't have podcasts and samples and stuff, you got to listen to a few songs. If you li- For me, if I listened to the first three tracks, I would not have listened to any more. But given the availability of modern technology, I have had the opportunity to sample the rest of the songs, and I enjoyed them. So I give it a six. Well, I I give it a six, and and I'll say um, I liked this album as much as I've liked anything else that Dr. Dre has put out, which everything else has pretty much been a six. Yeah, which everything else has been a six for me, so... I don't know what that means for any of you who are actual Dr. Dre fans, but, uh, I mean, I've never, I mean, you know, it's, look, it's, everything is a six. It's just whatever. It's not bad. It's not good. If I never heard anything else from Dr. Dre again, would I be bad? Nah, not really. No, I, 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 you're going to have to, I'm only going to have to go ahead and say this. If you say six, six is not bad. Right. It's not. You can't say bad. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it worth? Is the album worth a listen? Is the album worth a listen? Yes. Should you buy the yeah, deluxe you, copy of the app? <laughs> should you buy the deluxe copy of the album for twenty ninety nine? <laughs> no. <laughs> so for for me, this uh, Dr. Dre Compton is a four out of ten. I do not recommend this record to to anybody. It's not the worst thing you've heard, but considering the Dr. Dre standard, it does not match up. If you're looking for the chronic 3.0 or 2.0, you might want to skip this one. So I do not recommend this record at all. Don't. I mean, if you want to take one listen to it, whatever, but I, I, I don't recommend it. All right, I man. We're getting off your lawn. Yes, get, this, get off my lawn. And we're going to now, 
when you talk about getting off my getting off my lawn or whatever. And we'll look we'll looky looky who decided to show up for work this week. But unfortunately the segment is ended so we don't have a chance to get her opinion on on the Dr. Dre because we went way over because of the you know, we gotta take a break. But um we got the entire crew in the house. But what we're gonna do right now, you know, on the radio show, we play hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We can get ATL Divas uh take on it real quick. I mean, that's the least we could do before we fire her. <laughs> oh my god, the show would suck even worse. Like you know, it's great. You have a good balance here. Don't be a hater. Or no balance oh. at all. Okay. So we need the short abridged version of your review of Dr. Dre's Compton Out. Like in three minutes or less. Go. Um, real quick, it's very classic Dre. Um, definitely could tell it was West Coast. Um I did enjoy the lyrics. I mean, it still felt a little old, but like a little new. Would I spend, what, $30 on it? Probably not. Eminem's verse was pretty good, I mean, as usual. But, um, yeah, nah. He should just stick with the money Apple gave him and keep moving. Mm, mm, mm. Still chasing that. Some crackers and cheese, huh? Wow. You know, people never want to give up the dream of what they were good at when they should stop. Like Michael Jordan trying to go back, like this should just not happen. See, but what does Jordan? What is? What in the bloody hell does Michael Jordan have to do with Dr. Dre? Do you recommend? I thought that was a solid comparison. <laughs> Shut up! You just you just like agreeing with her. You're, you're 50 music years old. You're not playing basketball anymore. Thank you. It's like I heard somewhere that he was trying to, like, go back for another. I'm like, go back to what? Like, literally, you're going to embarrass yourself. Just chill. Well, he did try pretty hard. He did try pretty hard in that Fantastic Four movie. What the hell? What? Stop. Stop. What the? Okay. Oh, my God. How to kill a segment in, in 15 seconds by ATL Diva. Oh, my God. It's God. Like, it's it's what, but, hey, my segments are the best. Like, when I interrupt, bust in, and, like, everybody finds new conversations. It's pretty good. For God's excuse, sake. Excuse my co-host. He's light-skinned. He's just overreacting. For God's sake. All right. As usual. The, What's the, next? The radio, <laughs> the, radio, the radio show. As I was saying, we play underground hip hop. We are getting ready to play a song by an artist by the name of BD3. All right, all right. The name of the song is "You Should Know." All right, we're gonna post his information on the Facebook page when the show is over with. All right, so you guys, wait, so we're gonna wait, take a break. Wait, wait. What's that? You have to do the phonic verbiage of that. Did you say PB3 is in peanut butter three? No. You say DB3 is in Dragon Ball three. What? B. B as in boy, D, as in dumbass, and three, the the number three. Jeez, Literally, man. You, you're going to go with dumbass with an artist that we're familiar Way to go. Not, Way I, to go. I wasn't, I wasn't hey, saying that job. about him. I, I wasn't saying that about him. So his name is really? Boy Dumbass 3? No, BD3, the D does not stand for dumbass. I was probably talking to Diva or Jerk or somebody. M16. Okay. M16. Okay, it's okay. Calm down. Let's just lead. Calm down. Calm down. Take a deal. Oh, come on. Look. Come on. Use your inside voice. Come on, man. Lead us to break. All right, so we're going to play this by uh, the song You Should Know by BD3. All right? 
We're going to post this information on the Facebook page at the end of the show. So you guys check this out. And remember, you're not listening to a radio show or some radio the show. Radio you're listening show. to, you're listening to the, radio the radio show. show. Yes, yes, you're listening to the radio oh, okay. show. Don't mess me up when I'm doing that. Oh, oh. Yeah. Travel to the top, empire views up as Gotham. I done seen the world with living without you. An insane dream, I'm riding, I can't scream no louder. You compliment my power, the flame is so doubt seen. It stretch across the fields of where I've been. This ain't no child dream. Rap in your favor, high body shining like tri-beams. Never mistaken, I union dust on by higher beams. The great return, this passion burns. Melts away your concern, don't ever doubt my resolve. Our flaws help us to learn. We dealing with this Water love, you brought my daughter love. You're so connected to mine, baby. There's more than love. We take shorts in anticipation, there's more to come. Some hold on investments, I put my all in them. So if you ask why again, just think about this rhyme I pen. Patternize emotion, devotion, you pour them to describe. I've been feeling like you ain't showing sure British, don't know what it's so Must be missing all the signs I'm showing you. Not no subtract, no division, but addition, baby See, if you with me, then you with me Ain't no tripping, baby Unless it's an island, ain't no wildin' Since I'm looking later, don't get crazy You feelin' insecure? I'll be your rock for sure Clear your mind of that doubt You deserve the endure And I'm a beast when it comes to my mind And the beauty, just my duty To remind you to shine uh, I've been feeling like you ain't showing British Don't know what it's here Must be and all the signs I'm showing you Yeah. 
years I'ma push you up to the stratosphere I ain't bulletproof, get a little scared There is a choice, but danger is really real The only worry I have is the power of my will Cause we will shine bright, and we will find light And when I die, I don't put aside a will to provide rights Don't keep your eyes closed See the glory of what the gods chose As we take a journey down life's road like you ain't showing sure British, don't know what it's here for. Must be missing all the signs I'm showing you. Welcome back to the radio show. We got the entire crew in the house, M16, The Jerk, EZ, your boy Cujo, ATL Diva, all here to entertain you, or at least attempt to entertain you. That song that you just heard was from an artist by the name of BD3. The song is called You Should Know, and it's awesome. All right, we're going to post this information to our Facebook page so you can check that out. Check him out. That is awesome. And when I said the D, the dumbass was not for BD3. He's awesome. But these guys I work with, I don't know about them. You can give us a call if you would like to. The number, 323-642-1604. You can text us, 678-250-4422. And if you would like to email us, you may do so at, you can uh, send us an email, the radio show 2015 at gmail.com. Dot com. We got Big Debo from the podcast, My Black Friend, coming up in about 10 minutes. We're going to talk to him about his podcast, among other things. All right, people I do this radio show with, we had an interesting break trying to go over, you know, what we were going to discuss here. So we were talking about Dr. Dre's Compton album. And it brought to mind a subject about what well, is the issue. You know, there's been uh, several, you know, shootings and everything at movie theaters and everything. None of us, none of it by black people. None of them by black people. But yet, all of a sudden, uh, they feel because a black movie is coming out straight out of Compton that movie theaters somehow need extra security because, you know, something could pop off, even though there were no acts of violence and none of the showings of. Uh, straight out of Compton this weekend. So I'm going to turn this around on your boy Cujo. Cujo, man, what the hell is up with folks needing up, beefed up security for straight out of Compton, man? Now, I can say historically that 
any large gathering of niggas typically does end with somebody getting shot. Just to play devil's advocate. Regardless, it doesn't matter who shoots them. It could be us. It could be the police. Most likely, it's going to be the police. But that is true. Somebody in I didn't say. I didn't say. I didn't say who. I'm just saying somebody ends up getting shot, or at least a fight breaks out. I mean, hell, case in point. The host of the show, M16, barred his daughter's cell phone to broadcast the show, and she shot at him. Life happened. <laughs> Somebody give me the gunshots, please. You talk, you talking on your pink glitter, glittery uh, jitterbug there? Uh, no, the firefly. You talking on the firefly. No! No! That's the sound that was made when he took her phone. Somebody press the wrong button. <laughs> so, so that poor girl Razor. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not talking about a serious subject. But I can't oh, say I am. I, I am a little disappointed. Not surprised, but disappointed that it was so much media coverage about the beef up security. Um, considering that all the mass shootings and the past however many years since uh, the D.C. snipers have all been pretty much white dudes or other ethnicities. So any mass shooting? Yeah, pretty much all of them. The Unabomber, the... Let's just say they're not American. Basically. Can can you... Let's not. Yeah, they're they're not. No, they're pretty much all white guys. I mean, and when black people shoot somebody, it's usually somebody they know. Kind of. Yeah. You know. We have a target. We have a target in we, we don't just And there's an intended purpose. A motive. I mean, yeah. Even if it's, even if it's uh, in, in the heat of the moment. At that very right. moment, there is a clear target. You stepped on my shoes, I'm going to shoot you. You talking to my baby mama, we got to handle this. Basically. As opposed to the typical motive of these mass shooting is, I'm pissed off. I'm just going to shoot whoever who's near me. Right. Or, and who should we be locking up for that? Quote, unquote, hmm. who, should be, illness. Who, should be, who should be randomly searched for that purpose? Hmm. Hmm. I'm not going to say no. What people? <laughs> he's, a, he's a lone wolf. He's got mental illness issues. Right. Yeah, he's what looking like. Well, white, well, white people kill people. They had a bad home, never had a chance. When black people kill people, oh, they just grew up bad from day one. A they're victim thugs. of the street. They're thugs. Oh, they're an animal that, beast. That, that nigger know what he they're was doing. Right. Right. Yeah, we didn't get our. We got our guns illegally. Right, yeah, but oh well, because we buy our guns from the street, and them motherfuckers buy theirs on the internet. What's the difference? Because you got a, a shipping ID that goes with your purchase that makes you a little bit more oh, legitimate. Oh no, they don't have shipping IDs. They go through the whole uh, gun show loophole. Oh yeah, that's a right. Loophole. Hmm. And they be underage. I'm just saying, though. 2,000 rounds isn't a lot, right? 
No, I don't oh, understand no, why it, anybody it, would sell someone of that age and stature 2,000 rounds. Hmm. It's not a lot unless you're black and it's five bullets. <laughs> one I, 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 live, I live near one black person. I'm going to need 2,000 rounds of ammo. <laughs> you sure that. that's going to be enough, son? <laughs> well, you know it's the right to carry, so you got to protect yourself. From what? But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go ahead and say this. I know we've taken this this topic kind of lightly, and you know, even though we're only taking it lightly, just to be serious and prove a point. But to those people who are out there putting those podcasts out about I'm a white guy walking down the street with an AR-15 versus my black friend walking down the street with an AR-15, or I'm a white guy trying to break in the car that I locked my keys into versus a white guy who versus a black guy who's trying to do the same thing. We've seen these videos. We've seen these vid- how these videos end up. They're incredibly brave people because the majority of the black people in this video has, have had guns drawn on them. They could have died performing the same civil rights that their opposite were demonstrating before them. It raises a huge conversation. Not, well, to me, it's not a conversation. It's a point blank fucking period. It's, you know, you, you can't deny this. You can't dispute it. It is, it is what it is. We need to deal with it. We need to handle it. For me, what the question is, what the conversation goes is, how do we handle it? So for me, I've asked this question to myself a lot of times, and the only thing I could come up with is, should we respond to it the way other races have? The Japanese who were imprisoned and impoverished and enslaved, they withdrew into themselves, as well as the Koreans. North Koreans, South Koreans, and other ethnicities that have come into this country. Even the Mexicans draw back into themselves to try to make their own population, and they don't try to incorporate themselves into general populace. So I'm wondering if that's what we need to do, or if we need to try to stay mainstream with a population that doesn't accept us. So it's a difficult question. I don't know, man. The way them white girls look in the day... Some thick hard. asses. Are they trying to look like us. They're trying to bait us in. Man, that damn coffee, bro. It's a setup. You, you guys are amazing. <laughs> I, I, wow, wow, easy, really. I was just going to say that I'm very serious. deep in thought provoking. Okay, the point I was trying to make was there are a lot more interracial couples than when y'all were growing up. Wow, I don't know if that was a, a, a old man slap or what. What you trying to say? Are you calling them old? Uh, I think we already got, we, we crossed that bridge. <laughs> well, keep on strolling, Crow. <laughs> well, whoever the fuck that is, again, will you please turn left already? Just make a left turn. <laughs> That's the longest damn red light ever. <laughs> oh, that's a busy-ass intersection, one of the two. <laughs> when is that left arrow going to come on, damn it? <laughs> I can't it's yield. Stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> wow. Got it. Wow. Wow. How much time do we have before our interview so that we, we can oh, make sure? Oh, this shit should have started 14 minutes ago, by the way. 
Well, let's not it, keep I'm, him waiting. It, it actually I'm should have. You guys can't be serious for three minutes. I yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was kind of, I, a, I was kind of amazed by that. But, I think the jerk um, was serious for like a two minutes. It was like so deep, and then it like shifted, and that's exactly why we can't get anything accomplished because our attention span is just like that quick. My name right. is the jerk. Why are you even listening to me? Because <laughs> damn it, sometimes you make sense. You know, sometimes. All right. Um, we had a we had a few minutes. Uh, we actually, I'm looking at the board. We're waiting, we're waiting on Debo. I thought we had him on the line, so I think what we should do while waiting on him to come through and get that solved is probably more music, and we'll we should have him when we come back. That would work. All right. So we're going to get into a, a, another song from another underground artist. And once again, you know, everybody that we play on the show, uh, we will post that information on the Facebook page. All right? So uh, the next artist up, uh, the next artist up uh, coming up is an artist by the name of Aaron Meyer. All right? Nice. Uh, like it's like a neo-soul type of feel, you know, something different. I like it. All right? The name of this song is called I Want to Be Beautiful. We're going to go ahead and fire this up. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to Big Debo from the podcast, My Black Friend. He's coming up just around the corner. So right now you go ahead on the radio show and enjoy it. This is Aaron Meyer. The name of the song is called I Want to Be Beautiful. And we'll be right back in just a second. To be beautiful, want to be beautiful. I want to be so much more. Want to be beautiful. I want to be beautiful. Want to be beautiful. I want to be so much more. Want to be beautiful When I look in the mirror I want to be beautiful Cause I just got my head done I want to be beautiful And when a stranger sees me I, 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 I want to be beautiful and when I'm praying on my knees, I, 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 I want to be beautiful. I want to be beautiful. Want to be beautiful. I want to be so much more. Yeah. Want to be beautiful. I want to be beautiful. Want to be beautiful. I want 
to be so much more. Yeah, I want to be beautiful. When I'm getting my nails did, I want to be beautiful. And when I'm acting real selfish, I want to be beautiful. Sometimes I feel real hell-bent, but I still want to be beautiful. So when I ask for forgiveness, I want to be beautiful. I want to be beautiful. Want to be beautiful. I want to be so much more. Yeah, I want to be beautiful. I want to be beautiful. Want to be beautiful. I want to be so much more. Yeah, I want to be beautiful. Start to lose in my mind And don't you know that sometimes I cross over enemy lines But deep inside I know I have the roots to grow And somewhere in me It says that All right, welcome back to the radio show. The entire crew is here. Mem 16, you got the jerk, Easy, ATL Diva, and yo boy, Cool Joe. Hey, man. I want to be beautiful. That was a, well, you got some work to do. That song, and we're already getting good feedback on that. That was Aaron Maya. The song is called I Want to Be Beautiful. Awesome, man. Great stuff. We're going to post her information to the Facebook page at the conclusion of the show. Easy. Um, you said somebody has some uh, feedback about that. We we got something on that? Yeah, from the text lines. I'm not going to read out your number because I don't want people stalking you. But uh, they said amazing song. She sounds just like India Irie. Man, that's awesome, man. Aaron Mike, check that out. Could be. Could be. Well, welcome back. If you guys want to get in touch with us, you may do so as that. Listener did via text six seven eight two five zero four four two two. 
If you would like to give us a call, you may do so as well, 323-642-1604. We welcome all questions, comments, concerns, whatever. All right. So now here on the radio show, we got our special guest for tonight from the podcast called My Black Friend. If you're not listening to it, you should because it is fantastic. We got Big Debo from My Black Friend as our guest tonight. Debo, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on the radio show. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> oh, he fits right I like, in. I like this guy already. <laughs> did, did you I think I was going to come in here and be all PG and shit, bro? You crazy as fuck. Well, the show is no longer PG-13. Hide your kids, hide your wife. All right. Well, hey, man, thanks for coming on. Um, So, you know, we were talking. I don't know if you were listening earlier, but, we, you know, we were talking, and, you know, clearly... As you know, with your show, we got a race relations problem in this country. My black friend is based on race-related conversation. So I got to ask you, man, what made you decide to go the comedy route with such a touchy subject? Well, I mean, if you think about black podcasts, there's tons of serious podcasts about, you know, race relations and, you know, we as a people need to stand up and black power and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, well, first off, I started off doing another show called DLC. Um, I was trying to give out love advice and stupid shit like that. It was really just some bullshit. And uh, <laughs> another person, I was, I was on his podcast network, and another guy that had a show on the podcast network, Danny, approached me about doing the show because, um, as you know, M16, I'm a huge wrestling fan. So yeah. me and him had an argument about something racist in wrestling, which everybody knows wrestling is fucking racist as shit. And that's what kind of started off the show. Wrestling is racist, so that means there's not really got black guys like Kamala in the Ugandan jungle? Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> motherfucking, Yokozuna ain't even fucking Japanese. Like, get the fuck out of here. Let me go to Samoa. Go ahead. They had a big Samoan motherfucker walking around acting like he was goddamn Japanese. I believe that shit, too. That's just how stupid I was as a kid. So what you were saying was is that your reasoning for not being so, um, I guess, stiff with that type of uh, subject is because most times when people focus on race, they do get very serious. So was that your motivation to go in the opposite direction? Well, me and Danny's motivation, that's my co-host, Danny Richardson. Our motivation was just to have a conversation between two friends about race that happened to be different races. Because... You know, the thing is, you can talk about race amongst your black friends, and most of y'all probably going to have the same opinions. Sometimes somebody might have a differing opinion. But it's harder to talk, have that conversation with white people or Spanish people or Asian people. And that's, that's, where we, that's the kind of niche that we fit in. It's like we have a conversation about race, and it's really more satirical content than anything. It's kind of like the daily show for niggas, right? So it's like we talk about topics that's in the news and we make fun of the topics and we usually kind of try to play up the stereotypes that people have about race to make people realize how stupid those stereotypes are. Mm -hmm. That's a good I mean, point. It's, it's so you simple. mentioned 
You mentioned your co-host, Danny Richardson. So tell us a little bit about him and how did you meet him and why do you think you guys work so well together? I think you touched on that a little bit. but Well, me and Danny, um, like I said, I was doing a um, a podcast called DLC on a network mm-hmm. that he was on. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, his show was called TWFS. It was a wrestling show. And that's actually how I, I, I found him. I, you know, I'm a wrestling fan, so I was listening to the wrestling podcast. And uh, they approached me about doing a show because I had sent some content into them and they liked my voice and, like, you know, my little stupid-ass jokes. So they asked me to do a show, and I was doing a show on their network. And me and Danny kind of said, well, you know, we should do our own show. So we started doing our show, and then it kind of started blowing up. So we kind of distanced ourselves from them jack-offs because they weren't doing shit. And, you know, got a website together and started promoting our own shit. And then we started catching fans from, like, England, fucking uh, Spain, uh, Australia. Like, we're really big across the seas. But <laughs> we can't get no motherfuckers in America to listen to our shit. So it's cool. But it's crazy. We get people. It's race problems all over the world, right? Race problems in Canada, race problems in England, race problems in India. Race problems in Japan. It don't matter where you are. There's a problem with race, and as long as somebody has the majority vote, there's going to be a minority, and that minority wants to, you know, have their opinions out there too. Yeah, sure. So this Donald Trump guy, you like him? You hate him? You love him? What's your I respect opinion? that nigga money. <laughs> I mean, this nigga cash flow is crazy. I mean. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't take Donald Trump serious. I mean, it's funny to me how white people can sit there and let Donald Trump run for president, and they shit on people like Jesse Jackson or El Sharpton when they ran for president. You know what I'm saying? Like they really didn't do shit. I mean, I find it funny that white people kind of try to take him serious, or they try to distance themselves from him. Like, oh no, he's too extreme. No, this is exactly what y'all fucking think. He is saying what you rich motherfuckers thinking, but y'all don't want Preach. nobody to know that you're thinking that shit. So, I mean, you know, Preach. it's really it's not even just about white people. It's about classism. I think the biggest problem in America is classism. Classism, then racism. I mean, I'm not saying racism isn't an issue, but classism is a way bigger issue. Because how many times have you been left out of a job, not just because you're black, but just because somebody knows somebody that got their ass in the dough? I know that shit that happened to me tons of times. Shit, yeah, in 16, no, me and him used to work at the same fucking job. It's corporate America. It's like American not, yeah, it's like it's about who it's about who you know, and it's not about your work ethic. It doesn't speak to anything. Well, let's, let's let's all right. So I'm gonna go ahead and jump into this. So I think that your race has a bigger place to play in who you know, because I've worked very very hard for very very many people, and I've seen people who work half ass twice as far as mm-hmm. I have in my career. So. I don't think it's, from my personal experience, I don't think it's really more so who you know than what particular class you cast. And it's not so, I think there is a difference between a white cast or the populist cast of your structure versus the black cast or the poor class of who you are. So let me let me frame a different question to you. So you look at the, the class between the KKK and the Black Panthers in South Carolina. Okay. Your co-host, your relationship between you and your co-host. How do you explain your race relations to your co-host? Do you think he understands the minutiae of the plan or the minutiae of the difficulties that we come 
that we have. <laughs> Just being us. Well, he can never truly understand because he's not black, right? But it's that's my job. My job is to try to make him understand. That's what makes it so good, right? Because I need to try to convey how I feel and my emotions to him, and he can in turn convey his feelings and his emotions to me. So, like, he's on the West Coast, right? What very liberal California, where a lot of shit. I mean, I'm not saying racism doesn't exist. Everybody knows racism exists. But a lot of those issues are not as severe as for us living in the South. Like, I live in North Carolina. I just recently moved up here. And racism is as bad as it is here, as it is in Louisiana or Tennessee or Georgia or wherever the fuck you're from, right? But for, so for him, he doesn't understand, well, you know, well, I was qualified and I got this job and this, this, and this. And I say, well, that black person that was in that office probably is qualified too. So it's my job to try to make him understand the black side of things. And he tries to make me understand the white side of things. Like our biggest debate right now is who, who am I going to vote for president? If I vote at all, right? Because the niggers don't vote. <laughs> but um, at the same, so he's big on Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders ain't a bad guy. I just think that he ain't the guy for me. He he's his platform is of uh, monetary increase and and, and let's get every black person a job and some of these race problems won't exist. Well, that's bullshit because race problems still going to exist even if you got a job. I got a job. Got a good fucking job. I still get passed over for stupid shit. M16 got a good job. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that well, because I deal with California all the time and I, they're very racist, actually. They do it when people aren't, they don't think other people are watching or looking. We love our California listeners, by the way, out there. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Shout out to California. But do you think it because for white people, it's kind of like taboo. Like, they don't talk about racism or they just pretend it don't exist for some of them. Like, what are some of the points about race that he's gotten you to understand about from his point of view. Like, what's something that sticks out for you? Steve, hold on. Before you answer that, I want to do one thing. We've been talking all this time, and I just want to say that we are talking to Big Debo. The the podcast is called My Black Friend, all right? You can check it out at radiocircus.net, all right? That's radiocircus.net and on iTunes. Their shows drop every Monday, all right? We just want to put that out there, all right? Please continue. Well, look, so, I, to cut in real quick, before we get off that subject, who is your favorite in the race right now? Who would you vote for today? So you can get jury duty after you vote, by the way. Hillary. I voted for Hillary uh, back in 2008 in the uh, primaries. I voted for her before I voted for Obama. As a matter of fact, if I had a chance to do it again, I'd still vote for her over Obama. Really? I, yeah. I mean, I like Obama. Don't get it wrong. I mean, I think a lot of the things that he's done while he's in office has has been a benefit to not just black people, but just to the lower and the middle class. But I still think that some of the things that he hasn't has done hasn't affected, hasn't helped us. Like, I think the Affordable Care Act is a fucking joke. I hate right, that. So, my, I can agree with you on some points of that. But for me, I have to look at the grand scheme of the way things happen throughout the history of this country. Mm-hmm. You have to look at the fact that black people actually got rights before women did. 
So the fact that a black man would get elected a president before a white woman does seem to flow into that particular model. As far as what people did with the Affordable Care Act, we are very, very far away from being a nationalized health care system. The closest, and people will probably dispute the hell out of me to this, the closest that we ever got to that was the Kaiser Permanente deal that Nixon tried to pull through. He tried to make Kaiser Permanente the standalone company to deal with all of our health care. He was trying to make us a one system, a one company program, which still is wrong because you're making a company responsible for something that I think is a basic health care. You should get your house protected from thieves. You should get your house protected from being burned down. You should not have to worry about going bankrupt because you have a cold or pneumonia or whatever. So I think, for me, what destroyed the majority of, or what Republicans tried to destroy the majority of Obama's legacy is that he tried to turn the tables on it. He's pushed more Republican agendas than the vast majority of the Republicans before him. And the Republicans have fought it. ACA is a Republican deal. A deal. The deal with Iran is a Republican deal. A lot of the initiatives that he pushed through were either center right or barely marginal left since he's been in office. He's tried to make their plans work for the country. But for some reason, they denied it. And the only thing I can think of that made them deny that was who was delivering the plan. I will tell you like this. From personal experience recently, I pay for insurance, okay? I do have Kaiser, and I pay a hundred and some dollars a month for my insurance. So I went to get a, you know, regular, you know, checkup, like everybody gets an annual physical or whatever, and I get ready to pay my copay, and they tell me I don't have to pay it because of the Obamacare Act that my annual visit is taken care of, and I don't have to pay for it. So for me, I see it as a benefit that I don't have to pay over 100 some dollars. I can still get things that are necessary. I got all my testing and everything done that would usually cost more money. So, of mm-hmm. course, I'm looking at it as a positive, especially for a woman, because when you look at some of the things that have come down, especially from the Republicans, for a woman, they're pushing back for you to get, like, things like mammograms and all that. They don't want to cover that kind of stuff for women. But I guarantee you, if it's something for a man, for medical, oh, it's going to be approved. And I'm not saying it to be funny, but it's the truth. If you've got a history of something in your family and you want to get checked out, well, now your insurance won't cover it because you're a woman. They feel like, oh, you're supposed to get a certain checkup at 30, 35, 40, whatever. Now they're pushing it back to, like, 50 or something. Well, by that time, it could be too late. But if it was something, you know, these are some of the issues that really happen, and these are some of the things he actually will address and have solved. So for me, I actually see a benefit to it, but it's going to be that way for everybody regardless of what issues you choose. But one thing that I don't think Republicans do, they're so disconnected from people that, you know, it's impossible for them to see helping people. So let me ask you a question. Are you single or are you married? Who, me? Yeah. Single. Yeah. So here's my biggest gripe with <laughs> – not like that, bro. But let me ask you a question. Here's, this, here's the, my issue with the Affordable Care Act, right? 
it single-handedly destroyed it whether he knew it was going to happen or not it destroyed most middle classes most of the middle class way of life that act states that if you work for a company that has more than 100 associates and m16 you know this is true because you work at the same company as two and you know i used to do benefits administration um yeah motherfuckers i'm smart anyway um it it is if you work for a company that has more than 100 um, employees you have to get health care through them and working for a, one of the fortune 500 companies seeing and then it totally made companies eliminate health benefits for part-time associates right you had people no. that were working for this if you had people that were for working hours but here's the thing: if you're part time, who was part time and who was full time? But if you're part time and you were getting benefits from your company, and it's, uh, for some of these people, the only reason they were working these second jobs was for the benefits, and then this uh, this plan happens, and you now can no longer qualify for medical benefits, that fucked your whole way of life. It also fucked your way of life to say but your your spouse had better benefits than you. And you said, well, you know what? I'll be on your plan. You carry me and and our kids on your plan, and then my check can, you know, used to pay for the bills and things like that. But now I have to get benefits through my health plan. Listen, that shit will fuck this, you up. It, 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 I but that's not necessarily true for everyone because Let's, I work on, at a big company, and a girl got Obamacare, and she works for a company, and they provide us with different forms of health care, but she qualified for it. And a friend of mine who's part-time she qualified to be exempt from being penalized because she did not work enough hours. So there's things there where people just have to read it. You talking yeah, about yeah, being like exempt? Companies like that's Bennett, awesome. they give benefits to their part-time workers. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 and it does depend on the company, but when you do yeah. things like that, when you made a plan like that that had fundamental flaws in it, it caused those actual big, humongous companies where it have hundreds of thousands of employees to have a knee-jerk reaction and pull benefits for so many people. Well, I know for a fact because me and my baby mama had to pay a humongous flaws. Of course, we will have flaws. All right, Deepa, I wanted to jump in and, and get with a question here. We're, we're, we're not – we're well, let's say this. We're going into some good no, places wait, here, but wait, I want to... Wait, 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 wait. We're in this conversation. We need to stay in the conversation. Let's not change the topic. Let's try to give the the, the audience our knee-jerk reaction. Let's see how the audience responds to that. What do you say? He said knee-jerk reaction. Well, I wasn't about the knee-jerk, but I was about to sort of piggyback on... on... Okay, for years... When you were talking about voting, it's been like the same thing for years where people feel like, okay, this president has an agenda that's for this race or this one only tends to the upper class, not the middle class. So, Devo, what do you say to the person who feels like for whatever reason, because Obama is... Wait, say that again? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he just cut off. That's like that people. Like that people do shit like that all the time. Can he not charge his daughter's phone before he took it? Let's not throw all the light skins under the bus. Thank you. Oh yeah, but M sixteen one of them special light skinned niggas that you know what I'm saying got the green eyes and shit, and then he want to cut his hair bald. Niggas, get some. Don't be taking a bald hair from the dark skinned black man. Fuck that shit. 
This light skinned nigga. All right. Oh, Devo, man. Let me. All right. So let me ask my question again, and hopefully it won't break up on me this time. What I was saying was, before you got on your light skinned rant, is what do you say to the people who, you know, like I said, they got on other presidents about having an agenda for certain race, but they consider Obama, you know, like he's our president because he's black, but it's, it's his job to run the entire country, not just be for black people. So do you see a double standard there where if it's a white president, you know, it's like, okay, this person, you know, he's about this this race, but yet it seems some, not all, but some black folks feel like Obama is just the black people's president. What do you say to that? Well, I think they're full of shit because Obama, at the end of the day, he's the president, and I respect that. I respect that he's a black man, but he's still a politician. So my thing is I just trust all politicians. I don't give a fuck who you is, mm-hmm. right? Whether you're black, white, agree with that. yellow, whatever. You can't trust them because as soon as – when you're on this – like right now, the races, they're on this campaign trail. They're trying to gain your vote. So they're going to tell you everything you want to hear to get your vote. As soon as they step their foot in the office, they're going to fucking forget your ass. And and I don't trust nobody. I don't trust Obama. First off, Obama owed me thirty five fucking dollars. Well, well, why? Do you, what what makes you have the faith you have in Hillary Clinton? Or I don't have faith in Hillary. I just like the fact that she has more experience in 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 foreign policy. Because if you didn't know, and the reason I know this is because you know we have a lot of foreign listeners, right? Because I'm not a well-read motherfucker. But we have a lot of foreign listeners. And we, open, we encourage our listeners to send in emails and topics and questions and shit like that. And in regards to a lot of people in the world, Americans fucking suck. Yeah, Right? They hate us. Yeah. yeah. And whether it's but because of our is- politicians, whether it's because of, of us as a people, but they hate us. And I feel like if, in regards to Hillary, she has more foreign policy experience. I feel like she does have that, that domestic experience that we've been searching for. And in regards to somebody that can succeed Obama and not only take the great things that he's done but build on them, I think she's the perfect candidate for it. But my thing is, why are we always concerned about people outside of our border? Like, because we, we should be. Here. Because, but, okay. this, I'll okay. just jump no. in and say this, well, because no, America, say, like, America always think that they're – they always think their shit don't stink. But America is really, once you become very well-versed and traveled and, you know, outside of the little walls that they allow us to have, whether it's through we video, whether it's through music, suck. the world is so much bigger than us. And we, they always pump us up to be like, we're the shit. But we're a small fish in a big-ass pond. And that's yep. why people can't stand us. Because if you really think about it, Americans are not even fucking rich. Like, when no. I tell you there's some motherfuckers that will run ring, they could buy us like a million times, but they trick us into thinking, oh, we all of that. But that's the problem. We're so self-centered that that's why people hate us, because we don't, we're not even educated enough past ourselves, but everybody can tell us everything they need to know about America, but we can't say shit about another country. We don't even well, doesn't that have to do something with, on the mainland? Isn't that something we have to work on first before we go worry about all these other people, like but the example, world is not the world's not going to wait for that though. Do you see what I'm saying? It's it's exactly. not going to They're not going to wait for us to get our shit together. No, no for us to catch up. Checking in or we not? Right. No, but, 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 so no, it's but like Effie, half halfway. Like, I mean, think of it like this: something very simple. A lot of my friends are not Americans. 
all those motherfuckers speak more than one language. Even when I travel yep. somewhere, the average person speaks two to three languages. Why is it that most Americans don't even speak one extra language? They can barely speak English. Maybe this is what I'm saying. They fucking ain't speaking English properly, yo. Like, you talk to some of these motherfuckers in Alabama? Oh, no. It's I'm not saying, just Alabama. It's not. Our school system. Maybe if we work yes. on that tier, then we could try and go outsmart or do whatever. So you like, but we still need to open up those. We need we still to need to have those ties with other countries, and we need to have we those. Have embassies we need everywhere. To, we got the ties. Embassies don't mean shit. Nothing. That don't mean shit because there's people. There's embassies over here of countries that fucking hate us. Everybody yeah. hates. Um, every country hates Americans. Embassies are just offices for paperwork. That's it. They're going to take your money, get you documents that you need. At the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. They still deal with us. Of course you're going to get something out of it, but if you can't, it's just like if you're starting something, you can't say, okay, well, I'm going to wait until I'm a master skill person at this all before right. I go out here and try it. That's what all the other countries did.
All right. Look at that. Light skin and dark skin getting along with no issues. Hey, we All get right. along once a week. Yeah. I can deal with once a week. All right, so we're going to be right back in just a second. You check out this song from Double A. It's called Rock With It. You are checking out the one and only radio show. Or at least something like that. I'm jamming like smuckers and killing you busters. I do this for all of my sisters and brothers and mothers and fathers and soldiers above us. The leader of the house majority. 
I'm hardly Republican, but I throw a grand old party to have my own political convention for my pimping. I'm on that Mitt Romney, I got binders full of women. And every time I step on the stage and start rhyming, the girls start losing their mind like Alzheimer's. And I'm a star shining, leave a hater jaw dropping. I'm a big deal. Joe Biden. <laughs> okay, let's go. Now rock with it, rock with it, rock with it, rock with it, rock with it. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to share a piece of my, I guess you could say my, my artistic view. Be what you teach. Live what you say. Shouts out to my man, Double A. Right, welcome back to the radio show. The crew, we're all here. It's the King, the Jerk, Easy, your boy Cujo, ATL Diva, and still hanging out with us, our special guest for tonight from the awesome podcast, My Black Friend. We got Big Devo hanging out with us for another segment. All right. That song that you just heard was from an artist by the name of Double A. Double A is coming out of Philadelphia. The song was called Rock With It. All right, if you want to check him out, we have his information. It's actually already posted on the Facebook page already if you want to check him out. you want to give us a call, you can do that at 323-642-1604, or you can text us 678-250-4422. All right, coming up here, um, we've got an interesting subject here. Um, I'm actually going to let my co-host, Easy explain this because he was, you know, doing a good job of explaining it before it's something he came up with. So we're going to hop into this. So, Easy, if you could just, I guess, introduce what it is we're talking about here. All right. Um, so, side note, my job isn't fun, so I have to watch CBS all day. <laughs> and uh, the talk was on. And uh, what? one of the topics that. The talk, damn it. Shit. Anyways. Explain what that is. Yes, what is the talk? Is it a girly show? Yes, it's a very girly show that I'm forced to watch because I can't change the channel. (laughs) That's what it is. Anyway. Sexist. Anyways. Well, no, they're sexist. They have all female hosts. For God's sake, man. There's a celebrity couple, and they just celebrated their 15th anniversary. So if anybody knows who this couple is, please fill us in. But we don't want to do every our anniversary. Homework. This is the longest every intro to something ever. Man, shut up! <laughs> I do like seeing anyway. guys yell so much. Like I keep getting cut off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Pound, light skin problems. Mm. <laughs> that bald head guy, man. 
So every okay, anniversary, okay, give, each other a report card. Here's what I like what you're doing. Here's what I hate that you're doing. You need to work on this. So to all the married people on our show, is that a good idea? Would you guys do that in your marriages? Ooh. Are there any married people on the show? There's three. They're from my account. Uh. Oh. Ooh. This is why we the need a report card air. right here. The air, the air just went out. You know who's the first person that should answer this, even though they're not married? We're going to ask ATL Diva, since you're the only woman here, and you got to defend <laughs> womanhood here. All right? It's all on your shoulders. So... Um. Yeah, I think it's a good idea because, I mean, I'm not a woman that's going to ask you that annoying question, oh, my God, what are you thinking? But a lot of times guys don't share what they like and don't like sometimes. They just get irritated and don't say anything. But it could be fixed, but some guys aren't as vocal as others. So, I mean, I think it's a good idea because at least at one time a year, (laughs) you could say what you don't like that your chick is doing and wish you could do better. But it could backfire, too, so, you know. So I would like what it. you're saying is communication is a positive unless you say the wrong thing. No, I'm pretty, saying if you got an ignorant is, chick, it could backfire. <laughs> well, well, let's. All right. So the, I've been married, I think, for the longest. I'm fairly certain for the longest of anybody in this group. I'm going to say that I think the scorecard is a good measure because for some weird reason, people are not honest with the other person. No matter how much they love that person, no matter how much they want to commit themselves to that person, you want to protect that person from the mistakes that you've made. And the easiest way to protect that person is by lying. The scorecard gives you the option of what you can lie about. (laughs) Oh, wow. God damn it. I was just like, you're I'm following, and there you go. And I, exactly it's right. A, it's kind of an easy way out, but at the same time, you have to. It's like what? What was it? Truth or dare? It's like saying dare every single time. Well, truth. But you know. Well, let me ask easy. you guys. Women put you on the spot a lot. Do you think it would be a good opportunity for you guys to really think about what you want to say or what you don't like or what you do like? Man, for me, the difference is we we, men. Well, y'all can answer this y'all only y'all way. Men have absolutely no fucking clue what a woman's gonna ask. So there's really no way for us to prepare for that question. Our synopsis is to prepare for all scenarios, which we too fucking lazy to do. So, but at least in this scenario, you can prepare for it. You know when your anniversary. Do you know what the question is going to be? Well, it's not like a I question. It's more like a report. I guess you could make mm. them up together, right? I mean, if you can kind of do what you want together. Mm. Right, I mean, this is how I think about it. Guys. What are y'all looking for? Hold on. I ain't married, right? But me and my baby mama been together forever. And you're going to tell me that I'm going to take the one night that I'm guaranteed to get some pussy. <laughs> and I'm going to give her a report card saying where well, you fucked up at and risk not getting none. 
you out of your rabbit ass mind. Well, if that's the only night you're getting something, I feel sorry for you. I mean, bro, shit, real talk. If you've been together for a while, I saw that it just don't happen like that all the time. You, I mean, once you got these little babies running around here, my son is always up, always cock blocking. So if okay, it's uh, wait, wait, a wait, night wait, out. Wait, 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 stop. You're married. No. <laughs> no. You're married. telling you. You're married, though. You're no. married. No. You, I mean, some like it, but not really. It just ain't open. Not really. Your ass is married. Either way, the point is this. If on my anniversary night, and we finna do it big, we going out, and you know what I'm saying, we, I'm putting on a tie and shit, and she getting dressed up, and we got a babysitter, and we getting the hotel room down, it, 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 downtown, overseeing everything, and we got some good wine and some good drink, and I go out, we get the good dinner, and then we go back, and I'm going to give her a report card? No. Now, no, maybe you should just do the report card the day after. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're leading up to failure at that point. Nah. You don't I ain't you no report card. I mean, but, I mean, it could kind of, like, be better because, like, I mean, you could have angry sex and then that would be good. Yeah, that works. That, that works a you lot. Gotta be, like, that you got to be broken like angry sex. You could be really guys for it to be angry sex, though. Right. Yeah. No. You're married too, so I mean, we can go from zero to a hundred. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's yeah. been married for like two weeks. Two. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you could be a smooth talker and you know still make it happen. I mean, Cause oh, no. like they said, she ain't that mad, so you know, technically. I'm one of those people that's like, I really it's Whatever works for that couple works for that couple. Like, I hate when people try to put, like, boundaries and guidelines on what it is to be in a relationship and what it means to be a man and a woman and all this other kind of shit. Like, whatever works for y'all works for y'all. And in this particular situation with the report card, I wouldn't necessarily do it. I see the benefits for certain people who are not that great at communicating. I mean, if if you and your woman don't really talk that much or... Or if you got a guy who's not great at expressing his feelings or vice versa, you got a girl that really ain't great at expressing her feelings and this forces y'all. It, it seems more couples therapy-y than something you would necessarily want to do on your anniversary. But yeah. if that's what works for them, you know. So while I have all of you men here, let me ask you a, a question for all the ladies because clearly something we all struggle with. What is the best way? <laughs> Oh, What's bad. the best way to, like, communicate with your man? Because I think a lot of women struggle with how to approach him, and sometimes we just don't. Or how does the best way to approach it in a non-confrontational manner where men feel comfortable to open up? And it's not like a heartfelt, let cry. But, it, I mean, it could be, like, just a real-ass conversation. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to just cut you off right there and say just do it. Just tell, tell me whatever it is while you're on top, and things will probably go well. <laughs> Yeah, because it's anything and not mean I'm, it. I'm, 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 I'm open for whatever. Like, if you want to ask me a question at any at any point, I'm just open and honest all the time. So I don't really get annoyed if somebody asks me, if my woman asks me a question or want to talk about something or whatever. As long as it ain't something that's kind of been, you know, like, like beating a dead horse. I don't want to discuss the same thing over and over. Super husband, goddamn. 
You know, I, I want to be like you when I get married, nigga. Cause yo, you is the best husband ever. Cause you can't talk to me. She can't talk to me no time. You know what she can talk to me after I take a shit. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> the fuck? Who wants to talk to me after I take a shit? Cause I'm more attentive after I take a shit than any other time in the day. That that giving a report card thing is a slippery slope, man. And you could really open yeah. yourself up to some things. Like, I mean. That is some dangerous territory because you're going to have some stuff to complain about. It's not going to be, oh, baby, you get an A+. plus. No, something's going to be wrong. I mean, something wrong with the cooking. I, I wish you would wear that tarp gown that you wear. Why do you, you know, why do you have to wear that to wear? Hey, you know, it's, you, you could you could do it like preschool and not do not necessarily do A, B, C, D, E, F. Just do like check, S and, check S and U. Satisfactory, unsatisfactory. <laughs> Gold star, oh, blue star. <laughs> the jerk is going to go ahead and jump into this and be the jerk. I honestly, it's an asshole thing to say, but I honestly do not think that women and men are compatible on the same level. We have certain desires that fit each other's metrics, but it's really, really hard to be best friends with a chick and to be totally honest with a chick if you're a dude and vice versa. There are certain yeah. things about your anatomy and your person and, and the things that other people you think are scared of hearing. You don't really know how to explain that. Mm-hmm. That you want to try to interpret it into a way that does not scare them off. So I'm not saying that everybody's wired to be a certain way, but being totally honest with anybody of the opposite sex, because we have different wants, we have different wants, we have we have different wants, we have different needs, we have different desires, we have different physio- physiological effigies, we have different sociological and genomic predispositions that we don't understand each other at the same level. <laughs> Say what? what? <laughs> Say somebody pull out We're my not on the same page. Thank you. Men and women generally are not on the same page on a multitude of topics. So how do they so, make it work, though? Like, how do you make it work? Because you've been how, do you, how do you make it work? I don't know how you make it How do you make it work? Well, I'm single, so not, it, it, because, it, because of the communication situation, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> you know so she ain't found the key yet, bro. <laughs> well, I feel like I I did what I could, and unfortunately the other person wasn't mature enough at after five years to really have the conversations that we needed to or even be able to communicate, you know, for that period of time. So I had to be like, let it go. Like just you go. So at the same oh. so at the same time so at the same time I'll ask you this. Are there yeah. females who could fill that certain roles that that male could not have filled? Mm. In what way? What you mean? Mm. That's my question. Like are there certain ways in your life or certain facets mm-hmm. of your personality or your realm of acceptance that a woman could have filled that a man could not have filled, not only physically, but physically, metaphysically, you know, sociologically, a lot of different ways. Like, 
everybody feels different ways about different people. Like you, I, for me, I think love is a is a continuum. I think a man can love a man, and I think a man can love a woman, but that type of love is two different types of love. Absolutely. Jerk, are you, are you coming out as bacteria? No, bro. You trying to talk about it? Wait a minute. I mean, you know. Hey, I didn't heard this shit before. I didn't see all kind of pimp movies. He trying to turn you out, boo. Don't let him do it. <laughs> I'm like, what you mean? Oh, like, wow. not a man? Because I'm like, I mean. Oh, wow. They just did a pimp with a chick on the street. Let me let me improve you, boo. Look, that shit sound like a setup. I was like, hold up, wait, what you need for feel? Who wants to date Wait, 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 wait. Who wants to date Wait, Text the show six seven eight two five zero four four two two. Let's hook ATL Diva up. Let's get her a date. Let's get her a date. All I'm saying is, if any y'all are willing to make me money, I will accept that money. <laughs> He's got like serious accounting skills. He probably would be like a real good pimp. Like you know, he'd be rich anyway. See, he got her children, bro. I'm just saying. Bitch, I said fifteen percent on the first eighty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> didn't I explain calculus to you last week? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I don't know. I I know men are very. I know men are wired differently. Um, I get that. I think I understand men better than most women do because I'm always explaining shit like, okay, you took too long to get to the no, point. You, you tuned out a long time ago. <laughs> but um, and then, don't don't say that, Cujo. She might. What happened? No, no she doesn't. I was gonna say no, she don't. <laughs> but um. Yeah, it is definitely an intricate dance between the sexes. This is for sure. Oh well, none of us figured it out, I guess. Well, well, there's other married people the on the show. How do y'all make it work? Communicate. Like, how do you? By, by not giving my spouse a report card. That's like a, <laughs> and I mean, lie. <laughs> yes, it, I mean the key to a good a, a good marriage. I mean. Don't give your don't don't do a report card. I think you may not be I'm gonna argue on the other side of that. If you don't give a report card, you don't know where you're fucking up. And then give somebody yes, else do. an opportunity. No, no, no man will admit that they're fucking up on any individual concept. No man will admit that they ain't working it. No man will admit that they did too small. No man is going to stand and say, they ain't putting their work in. They're not going to do that. Uh-uh. Yeah, but she going to tell you. Like, I don't, I don't understand that because I don't know what kind of women y'all got. These fucking new age women or some shit? Because these old classic women, these regular women out here in the streets, they going to let you know. They'll let you know. They find a way. You just got to just gotta know the signs, bro. You got these getaway ass women. We deal with professionals on this side of the world. They know how to I don't know it. about you, bro, but need... it's more ghetto. All these professional women you so-called dealing with, they just ghetto. They just hiding that shit from you, cuz. Listen, my exactly. girl is a professional. She want to be in the street. Card. And then she get home, and then she act up. Bro, it, no, 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 no. You don't need a report card because she going to let you know. She going to tell you. She going to shoot you that look. She going to fucking uh, smack her lips. She going to roll eyes. You just got to be observant. That's what the that issue is. Y'all ain't observing. That, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. That's the report card. Some people don't know how to read women. 
Then that's on them. They should have. They should have. They should have watched the Mac growing up. They should have watched the Mac growing up. But maybe they grew up a generation after the Mac. What I'm saying is, there are no interpreters between the races. The only interpreter you have is the report card. So if you grew up without the Mac, what you just lose? No, nah, because they got that shit on DVD. They got that shit on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch it. It's not like it's lost in fucking in history or some shit. It's not like the the, the library of Alexandria gone forever. No, that shit is still here, and you can watch it and learn. What do you, you think know, that you know having the report? I think the communication card, between the two is lost. Personally, I think it's lost. Yeah, I do too. I think it's I think diminished. But I don't think it's lost. To deal with things because. Eventually, in relationships, certain things go unsaid for so long, it does become like a huge problem, which for some people ends in different ways. But do you think having a report card will force people to actually address certain things that they wouldn't normally address in order to work through them earlier Hell rather than no. later? Hell no. I think this could be won't. the number one cause of divorce in 10 years. Hell right? no. Oh, my report card is all fucked up. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I don't that need a report card. It's a that is a disastrous idea, and I'm pretty sure that celebrity couple. I'd love to know who they are, easy because it's oh my god, yeah, who terrible. Are they? Look, why are we not loyal? They never texted us the name. So, so here's the real question. Here's the real question I got for all y'all. <laughs> so that was the first question. The second question is, why do we give a fuck about what some celebrities doing when them motherfuckers can't stay married for five, ten years? Celebrities get divorced more than regular folks. So fuck what the hell they doing. Let's worry about how regular folks can stay married. Because them celebrity niggas got prenups and they rich and shit. They don't give. They, they get married and get divorced quickly. Them dumb they're motherfuckers they're gonna go ahead and do a fucking. Some motherfuckers get married because they got a movie made. coming out. Right. And because they're they're the only people that a lot of you, you have to understand the fact that we. Not we, but there is a large percentage of the population that does not believe in what they believe in themselves as a person. They have to follow somebody. Either they're following a preacher, they're following a celebrity, they're following a pacifist, or they're following some aggressionist or some politician. Very few people in our society actually listen to their own words. They have to be guided by others. I think, too, maybe they're a target for this conversation because, like, for the very fact that you just said, I mean, people and celebrities don't stay married. So the fact that they found a way to successfully stay married yeah. as long as they have is, like, an anomaly. It's, it's, not, it's unheard yeah. of. People don't do it. Yeah. That's a good – I was I was going to ask. It'd be, I'd be curious to know who that celebrity couple is and how long they've been together because if they've been together longer than the average y'all celebrity haven't, couple, y'all haven't been what they doing? I said 15 years. Oh, well, there you go. I know, 15. All right, man. It, you know, it's funny how um, time just goes by when we're having great discussions. We've had them all night. We were completely running out of show here. So we should probably roll into, I'm, I'm going to say it because we were talking about it earlier, Easy. We're going to play the game that's sweeping the nation. It's taking over. It's the game great. called Random. Don't we yes. still got like 15 minutes left? Man, it's no. gonna take probably fifteen minutes to get, or or less than fifteen minutes we have left. But it's gonna take more than that for everybody to get through their random, especially easy. He's having like four every week. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure I've had one or two. You just hating. This is true. So, uh, Devo, since you, you know, I don't know if you've heard the show before, but Random is a game where we go around the room, around the circle or whatever, and you just utter one sentence or the first thing that's on your mind. So, since you are our guest, I'm not going to let you go first. I'm going to let somebody else go first so you can see how it's done. So, who's going to go first? We should, you, go. Why don't you go first? Yeah, you go first. All right. Light skin, go first. Hey, okay. <laughs> okay. I cannot wait for this show to be over because I've been having the pee since like the second segment. Me too. <laughs> you can't copy his. That's not mine. All right, who's next? Well, I'm going to go ahead and go next. For the most part, we all eat fish, pork, beef, poultry. <laughs> Why does everybody fart smell so different? <laughs> what? That's random. Do you have gas? It's pretty They're clear that show. Jesus was black. Wait, can I do my random or no? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Wasn't it's that pretty clear that Jesus was black? No, it wasn't. Damn. <laughs> Why do light-skinned people always look aimlessly in the distance? What? Aimlessly what? That's the point. Why do they look aimlessly in the distance? Every picture I see. <laughs> That's a good question. Did a light-skinned girl steal your uh, light-skinned guy steal your girlfriend back in the day? Uh, no, nah, no, nah, them light it's light skinned motherfuckers. See, light skinned men is ruined in the country, bro. That's just what it is. Damn, I I, I feel the salt. I smell it too. It's probably just jerk gas. Who oh, well, that's Yeah. Too. Does it smell like beef, pork, or chicken? No, but I never did my random. Y'all kept cutting me off at the first one. Hawk and cheese. That's nasty. Well, but anyways, ahead. it's pretty clear that Jesus was black. He's our father, and he hasn't come back for us yet. Wow. I'm going to back away from my desk, but when the lightning strikes, it only gets you. Huh. Is it my turn? You done went like four times. Go ahead. I say, do you really want to follow that? Yeah, not really, but, um, yeah, I wish that I was rich and I could move around like the Jetsons did, you know, real fast without really actually driving, like just zoom through space. Of all the people you idolize. <laughs> did Kujo, Kujo, did we get you? Yeah, no. he needs to pee. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. <laughs> I got one. I believe the government is hiding teleportation technology from us. I think we've effectively killed this segment. <laughs> How come every time you drink tea, your piss smells like tea? I've always wondered that. Gun, oh, gun my God. Please. Gun, 
Guns. This, in the show with the guns. This, we just bow out this, conclu- this concludes random, and I ain't talking about just this week. I'm, I'm talking about forever. All right. Well, we want to thank... We want to thank... God damn it, man. Stop. Uh, no! No! What the fuck? All right. Damn. All right. So, we will be back next week. 8 o'clock. Now you know how it feels getting cut off. You know what? You know what? Like, light skin guys really hold grudges. What is with that? We want to thank you. I thought we were on the same team, but now you just like threw me under the We're on the same team. Sometimes teammates disagree. Sometimes they fight. Get over it. We want to thank our special guest. Big Debo from the podcast, My Black Friend, for hanging out with us for a good long time. We appreciate it. You can check out <laughs> new episodes of My Black Friend every Monday, radiocircus.net, and you can also subscribe on iTunes. And that's every – I hope I was getting that right. That's every Monday, right? Every Monday, new shows, right? Yeah. Yeah, every Monday <laughs> we do a new show. <laughs> we we usually do like other little side shows on the website. So stuff that don't make it to the show, we put it on the website. And uh, we on Twitter at Black Friend Show on Twitter. We everywhere. So anything that's a social media site, you can find us at either Black Friend Show or My Black Friend. Right, that's awesome. Well, look, Devo, you know, appreciate you hanging out with us, man. It was fun. We'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, man. All right. Thanks to all the great artists that we had uh, their music tonight. Aaron Maya, BD3, Double A. Good stuff from them. All this posted up on the Facebook page. Podcast should be available probably about 15 minutes after this show ends. We appreciate you coming through. We'll be back next week, 8 o'clock, for the radio show. Anybody else got anything they'd like to get off their chest? Thanks for listening to our ignorance. Easy's gonna be getting my report card of him right after this show. I could care. I, I could care less. I could care less what you say. But you gonna read it though? I will not. Ooh. I bet but you there's will. a whole lot of a whole lot of sexual innuendo in there. It is from the married people. Sixteen. How you gonna handle it? I, I'm not handling anything. We're just going to end the show on that note. We will catch you guys next week right here, blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show. So let's play a bunch of sound effects and get the hell up out of here. We'll holler at y'all next week. Woo-hoo.